So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Oh That Sexy Podcast. I'm your host, V, the only letter, and I'm back at you again with another solo episode. This time, I want to talk about something a little bit different. Um, oh, shout out to the drink of the episode. We are going to give it to... I'm going to give it to something old school. We're going to give it to Bombay Sapphire Gin. Um, I think the topics that we're going to bring up today uh, have some remnants of a very old and unfortunately patriarchal uh, ideology. But it does explain for up-to-date society uh, why some of the things are happening uh, the way that it is. And so... Um, we're going to give a shout out to <laughs> to Bombay Sapphire for this. I know Bombay's probably thinking like, so why the fuck are you relating this episode? All right, but listen, it, 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 it kind of ends up well at the end, right? So I'm on the phone and I'm video chatting with two friends of mine. And um, basically the conversation goes, hey, you know, we can't find a man. Can't find a man. All men are bad. All men are evil. And it seems to be a common thread among a lot of female friends that I have, they just can't find somebody. You know, it's always difficult. Somebody is always playing games or they are not being committed to a situation uh, between themselves and the, the, the female. And it seems as though women are just absolutely tired of it and they're so tired of it to the point where they'll buy their own wedding dress and their own wedding ring and get married to their self which is crazy and i wonder if that's legal um and if it is legal do you get like health insurance do you get you know like tax return do you get a bigger tax return if that's the case i'll marry my fucking self too um but it's it's just done upon me that um it's growing increasingly difficult for 
for women to find someone. And they always ask the question, you know, and I guess the men that they speak to don't have the courage to kind of tell them that it might be them. And so what they'll do is they'll dance around the idea or they'll say it's themselves, you know, which is horrible to do as well, because you're not giving any full context to help another person out, especially if the problem is them and they don't know that. So they go around life thinking life is one way and it's really it's really not. So I'm sitting here with with these two ladies and they're just talking. I mean, shooting the shit about men, shooting the shit about relationships, shooting the shit about no sex, shooting the shit about, you know, they're thinking about getting into several other different relationships, and it's just no, there's no game plan. And so, what ended up happening was, one of them said that they were tired of being looked at as a fuck buddy. And... I had to say back, if you promote yourself as that, then that's exactly what you're going to get. Now, that is a little charged. I am not downplaying any woman to express her sexual desires. That's not what we do at the Old That Sexy Podcast. In fact, we encourage it more. But the issue is, is that most men all over the world have been brought up in a patriarchal society. This is a fact. It is an absolute fact. Is it gynocentric now? Sure. But in the past, it has been brought up with a patriarchal ideology. I have to give it that. And there's no context to how to navigate masculinity and femininity It's very rare that you'll probably find material that can show you how to maneuver in that way. I think uh, I think a a book, uh, The Way of the Superior Man, um, from what I've heard, it's a pretty good book. I haven't read it. Um, it, It teaches men how to balance their femininity as well as their masculinity. But again, it's not a book that's teaching men and women how to relate to each other. It's there's books that are out there to teach you how to get a guy to fall in love with you in 30 days. Or there there are books that are out there to, to teach you how to get seven girls to like you in seven days. Or what's the best pickup line? Or how to flirt with a guy. How to, ha- you know, and they're, they're, they're designed by people who are absolutely single. Um, and if they are in a relationship, they're in a relationship in which they're dominant in. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you, you're getting your opinions from somebody who has probably have more anecdotal information than statistical information. And even statistics can lie. So while sitting with these two ladies, it dawned on me that I, I, I said, you know what? You guys think that you know men and you don't. I'm going to give you 10% of the game. And from that point forward, you guys can figure out the rest. So, same 10% that I gave them, I'm going to give to everybody else. I think this is an interesting topic. I would love to have somebody come on and speak about this. Uh, so what we're going to talk about is the Sigmund Freud Madonna Horror Complex. 
Now, if you don't know who Sigmund Freud is, he is a great uh, neurologist, um, and he's also a clinical therapist. Um, he came up with the term of the psychoanalysis, and most of his sightings, although discredited later on, he is one of the founding fathers of, well, um, psychoanalysis and psychology. He is he is one of the big guys in that world. Um, he is a man that defined what is the id, the ego, the superego, how the unconscious mind taps into the conscious mind. Um, again, most of his findings have been discredited. Um, very few are still prevalent today. The Madonna Horde Complex is one of them. Um, but he's a big dude. He's a big dude, and he's a big deal. So the Madonna Horde Complex simply is that a male who sees a woman that has Madonna virgin-esque characteristics is a woman that he can marry but can never truly sexually desire. Because there's so much virtue in this woman that they don't want to they don't want to mess that up. As opposed of the whore, the whore is a woman that has so much sexual desire from a male. There's so much energy that is charged up. There's so much passion. Um, but there is a need to not look at her as an equal. Um, there's a lot of sexual objectification from that. Um, this is a woman that they probably would never consider for motherhood. Um, at all. Uh, they think that the woman is too wild, too reckless, too sexually free and liberated and cannot sustain a household. Now, the problem with this is that men look at women in a binomial form. This is sad, but this is true. And it is extremely prevalent today. Men make choices about the women that they deal with on a binomial structure. So if they see a woman who is dressed in a provocative way, they're instantly going to label her a whore and will approach her. If they see a woman dressed in a conservative way, they're going to label her the Madonna and then approach her in a different way. This is why, depending on what you might wear, you'll have a different response or different men reach out to you. Now, the problem with this is that no one is binomial. You should not look at things as black and white. There is so many colors in the world and a spectrum of colors and light that you cannot believe black and white is the only one. But unfortunately, this is a pathological thing that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation to figure out which mate is best for us to lay with. Now, here's where the big problem lies. The big problem lies is when you're making a decision on who you decide that you want to be with. Now, based on these type of decisions, you're using the Madonna whore complex. So there's always a meter. If you can imagine a meter going up and down based on every single move and action. Um, let's take a simple conversation over coffee. The guy will analyze how you're dressed. Um, let's say you guys work together and you guys go to uh, Starbucks for coffee. Um, how you walk, 
will give a certain level. The heels that you wear, or if you wear heels at all, or the flats that you wear. Um, are you wearing a revealing dress? Are you wearing baggy clothes? Um, the way that you talk. The way that your hair is presented. Oh, what else? Jeez Louise. Hell, even how you order your coffee. How you interact with other men. Or if they're bi or gay, how you interact with the sex that you're attracted to. A lot of these indications will kind of ring off in a man's head. And they'll begin to find a place to put you. Now, it doesn't really happen very fast. Um... Unless they're in certain situations. So, for instance, if they was to meet a female pastor from a church, more than likely the guy is going to put her in the, let's take out a, 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 a ruler and put him on a spectrum, right? So, if the ruler, let's take the ruler from left to right. Let's say the far left is the Madonna, the virtue, and the far right is the whore, the promiscuous. So, if he meets a, a female pastor... Automatically, she's going to get put on the left until she shows something different. Let's say he meets a prostitute. Automatically, she's getting put on the right. And based on her actions, that line can move forward or, or back. Men see women as they're trying to figure out where to place you. And I know that's a bad thing. Trust me, I before I did this podcast, I did, you know, a little research and most of the research that I did, uh, there's a website. I'm probably going to get this website wrong. Belissa, there's a website that's about female sexuality. It's called Belissa.com. Um, they wrote an article. It's time to break free from the Madonna whore complex. And I totally agree with it. But it's very hard to. And I don't think women understand how hard it is, how hardwired it's in our brain to look and put things in a binary form. The human brain is meant to compartmentalize. That's what it is. It, the, the human brain wants to do things as easy as possible. Hence why if you work a job that requires a lot of repetition, say, for instance, a factory or a desk job where you did the same task every day, your brain will come up with shortcuts to help you get this task done faster because it wants to rest more. That's what it wants to do. It wants to be as easy, as breezy as possible. The brain also likes to be challenged, but not in such of a complicated way as where it's trying to decipher relationships because now it, it looks at if a bad relationship is a threat or not. And there's one thing that the brain does not like, it's danger. It doesn't like danger from the inside of the body. It doesn't like danger from the outside of the body. So, the brain wants to work as easy as possible. But dealing with emotions in other human beings is nothing short of easy at all, whatsoever. And it takes a lot of nuance, ingenuity, creativity, empathy, sympathy, benevolence, forgiveness to deal with humans and their rapid changing emotions. And this can create a lot of chaos if you're trying to figure things out and put it in a box. Because the thing about boxes is that you don't want to, no one likes to be put in a box, but that's how people work. 
For instance, there could be someone that you can mess with, you can absolutely sleep with, but never be in a relationship. The minute that person comes to you and tells you, I want to be in a relationship with you, you instantly look at them as if you have to be kidding me. Why is that? You've already put them in a box. You've already scouted everything that they are and everything that they bring to the table. And you have valued that it is not worth you committing a lifelong commitment towards it. That's it. On the flip side of it, there can be someone that can come and present to you every single option possible. And you decide to take up that option. And, you know, you live a happily ever life. You know, they may lack some things, but hey, you're committed. The person that you have, you can trust. You can believe in them. They got your back. It's all about support. And that's. That's the basic way that people view dating but even that is in a binomial form the problem is is that we don't look at things on a spectrum and men men are avoiding to look at women on a spectrum because it's complicated relationships are complicated liking someone takes work and you don't want to do the work it's Life is already hard enough. Now I have to figure you the fuck out. I don't want to do that shit. And I understand that. So where does that leave us today? How do we fix it? What do we do about it? You can take the feminist approach. Create articles. um, Vlogs. Um, speeches about doing away with the Madonna whore complex. That's not going to work. Um, it's already coming from a source that is severely misrepresented uh, in the media. And on the flip side of it, some of their representation that has the most power does not display the best of their ideology. It's usually the person with the loudest voice really isn't the best person to be a leader. But I digress. So it's hard to do away with it. So, you know, expressing it and making making videos and making content to put it away. No. The thing that you can do is teach the spectrum. Because by implementing a spectrum would give more of a variance of instances to that can happen in a person's life that people can be more forgiving and can look at someone and see them as a real human instead of a computer programmed uh, option. So let's go back to our pastor, for instance. Let's say our pastor has been practicing infidelity at one point in time. And because of said infidelity, they are involved in a divorce. You know, so now we if we go back to our line graph, our chart. You know, we had on the far left where there is the virtuous woman. We had on the far right, the promiscuous woman. We found out that this woman was 
involved in infidelity. Boom. So we're going to tip it all the way over to the right. Whore. Whore. Shame. But if you allow forgiveness and you're not ignorant to how life can possibly be, now there's more variances to it. Okay? So let's say she practiced infidelity. She got caught. Boom. She's in divorce. Boom. Husband leaves. Boom. Um, they have children. Boom. And by the time you meet her, she is trying to be the best woman possible. She made a mistake. She's aware of what she's done. And she has asked for forgiveness. And she's trying hell and high water not to prove that she is a cheating pastor. So you give her a chance and you see her for who she is. Instead of completely off-writing her. This is where variances come into play. But see, along with looking at people on a spectrum, you have to be mature and willing to look at people on both sides as human beings. The whore and the Madonna. And see them for every single action that they make. And the reasons why they made those actions. And then be making a judgment of their character. If you take the picture in totality. And you simply just off-write it. Then you're no better than a racist or a sexist. You want to take the person as whole. You want to understand exactly what it is that they're trying to say with their life. And if you're pretty good at life. Or if you've lived long enough, you'll see everyone's story, sometimes even before they say it. And that's where, that's where you have to learn how to decipher what will be a great long-term solution and what will be a great short-term solution. That's, that's where... That's where you start to be able to pick up, oh, okay, I see where this relationship is going to go. That's when you know on the first date, nah, I don't know about this. Or maybe even the first phone call, this might be the one. Okay? So the Madonna Horror Complex. Another issue with... Another issue with the Madonna Horror Complex is that it... It frames people in certain areas and it makes them absolutely hard to get out of them. Oh my God, it makes it so fucking difficult. Be and this is another reason why that I always tell when I'm around dudes, it's don't talk about other women or don't talk about how easy someone is. It's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. I'm going to tell you guys. It's a really big mistake. And the reason why it's a big mistake is because that person could have been easy for you. Okay? That person is not going to be easy for everyone else. For you. For you. For you. That person could have been easy. 
it can very well be true that for every person that that person has been with, it could have been very easy as well. Not taking that away. But for you, it's been easy. If you know that someone else is dating somebody that could potentially be easy, the best way to handle that situation is don't say that they've dated. The best way to handle that situation is don't even get involved. Let them find out on its own. Even if it's your friend, let them find out. You have to let them find out. Let them find out. People pay attention to that. Other women pay, I mean, like, you know, guys, let's be, let's be real. Other women pay attention to how you talk about other women. And that's one of, that's one of the main reasons why a lot of guys can talk their way out of some pussy. Straight up talk your way out of some ass because you, you have a big ass mouth and you want to talk about other women in front of other women. Talk their way out of ass. The one thing people want to know is how discreet you can be. Excuse me. The one thing people want to know is how discreet can you be? The Madonna whore complex. Once you look at someone as a whore, you're going to act around them and towards them differently than you do the Madonna. And you don't understand why you do it until someone sits you down and tells you that you view them in less respect. And it happens. It happens because the procurement of sex at at a point in time was once a very honest and fair attaining and highly earned gold of, of the human experience as a male. It was. It still is for some. But it seems that sex lately is not so much of a reward, which is a which for the double edged story, that's pretty much a good thing because now it's forcing people to actually show I don't know, something like fucking personality. So at one point in time that we 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 put sex so much on a pedestal because we knew the power of what it could do. And when we get it easy, we tend to talk about the person or we tend to look at the person with less respect. We're less forgiving. Um, we're not so genuine and kind. We're not so apathetic to people. Watch, think about it. Think about all the women that you've dealt with. Think about the women that gave it to you very easy. They hang on every single word. You mistreat them. Don't call them back. Damn sure don't text. Only hit them up when you need a little bit of an itch to scratch. And it's only just that itch. It's just the itch. And you, you know, dump them off. You know, like a like a famous YouTuber say, kick that bitch to the side of the curb. 
Think about it. I'm not saying that they that that women, you know. I'm not saying that women don't help themselves in putting themselves in that situation. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is look at how you act towards them. Tells you everything. See them as a whore. Now, get across a woman that owns a business, a lawyer, doctor, for some. For some men, this doesn't phase them. But get across a woman that looks like I need to shape up to be with her. Next thing you know, the, the voice gets lower. The chest begins to poke up. Arms are arms have a little bit of meat on them, a little muscle. Excuse me, can I open this door for you, please? I'm so sorry to bother you, ma'am. Um, I was just, I was really looking at you across the room. Oh my God, I think you're the most beautiful thing. Come on, Nick. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. And then you find out she's a good girl. And what happens? Your dick gets immediately soft. Don't want to fuck with her. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. She reads to blind kids. She's a fucking good girl. You want to deal with that? She's a good girl. Good girl. Uh Uh-uh. I don't want to mess with her. She got something good going on. You could see, you could see how toxic you are. And then when you get in that situation, you're like, mm, I could fuck this up. See it. That's the Madonna horror complex all in you, man. Ladies, that's the Madonna horror complex. Now, here's where there's a a very big issue. Now that I've explained what it is, and now that I've explained how men see it through their rose-colored glasses, all those rose-colored glasses, here's here's where there's a happy medium but nobody nobody knows how to properly get there. This is the point of this episode. Excuse me, I'm uh, wiping away the cold from my eyes because I need to get properly ready for this one. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Okay, here we go. Boom. Let's pull out our scale all over again, all right? And in fact, let's draw another one, all right? If you guys can follow along, let's take out a regular piece of paper. Could be white, could be whatever, it doesn't matter. Just a regular piece of paper, uh, big or small. You're going to draw um, a line, and it's gonna be at one point. You're gonna draw all the way so you feel comfortable to another point. And at point one, which is far left, we're going to say, we'll name that zero. And the end of the point, we're going to, the other end, we're going to name it 10. 
on zero we have the Madonna um, on 10 we will have the core you can divide that into the middle put a point there and we'll call that five all right now this is the medium all men are different all men are absolutely different um, there are so many things that make us very different um, our life experiences, our ideologies, our religion, um, all the things that we pick up can vary what we would require for a partner on this spectrum. But a good 60% wants someone that's in between the five to seven range. That's the hot spot because what ends up happening now and some men may want someone from a three to five range five is where you really want to be at and the reason why you want to be at five is because no one wants no one wants a corny lay nobody wants just to have sex with somebody and it, it, the sex is that bad nobody wants that but no, also, nobody wants to be with someone that can't be a mom. And I think that's a very underrepresented, underrepresented idea that men project. You know, when they want to pick a wife or they want to pick somebody who can be the mother of their child, they're not, they really don't want someone who showcase eight, nine, ten virtues as a mother of their child. They're they're they would be terrified to see what their child would be if it's influenced by someone of that type of lifestyle. The problem is, is that society has now been extremely hypersexualized within the past. I would honestly say maybe this past decade, probably a little bit further than that, probably in the last 18 years. No, no, we can go back past probably 30 years. We're starting to see a really advanced uh, forms of hypersexualization in different strands of medium. Um, for instance, you can see it in, I don't know, showing my age here. How many of you guys remember Jerry Springer? All right. Jerry Springer back in the days, most talk shows weren't like Jerry Springer. If you remember what old school Jerry Springer was, Jerry Springer was introducing the ideas of homosexuality, trans, transphobe, um, infidelity, uh, sex parties, orgies. And it was just like, it was a complete what the fuck, right? That's what made the show in the early and late 90s, the fucking show. Um, Howard Stern, same thing in the 90s. Th his show was literally the playhouse it was the red light district of all radio 
and it was very you you had to you couldn't everybody couldn't watch it even to the point of where again let's we're just showcasing real sex okay so let's go to the early 90s all right i'm in my 30s so going back to early 90s material you weren't seeing so much sexuality but then it started to creep into the household through talk shows late night shows even your late night comedy style i wasn't so far removed from the times where archie bunkner and bill cosby uh the bill cosby show which was one of the most highly influential uh, black comedy sitcoms of all time. Don't let what Bill Cosby has done uh, diminish that work of that show. To now where it's, we get past the Friends, the Seinfelds, uh, but now we're getting into talk shows. We're now like Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake. These things are starting to enter the mainstream. It's starting to happen. You go on HBO and you're starting to look at shows that like real sex. It's starting to happen. This is no longer porn anymore. This is showing sexuality on a spectrum. Women are seeing this. Men are seeing this. But more importantly, our generation, the millennials, are looking at this. So we don't see sexuality in so much so of a binomial form anymore. We don't see that. All we see is that sex is cool. That's it. You get a little bit older, we get to the 2000s, and now the fashion is starting to pick up. Clothes are becoming less revealing. Younger women are wearing heels, and they're not wearing heels to... um certain places they're wearing heels to high school things are becoming hypersexualized our music videos are getting a little bit more mm. I listen to rap uh ask anybody my age about the tip trail video they'll tell you that was that video in and of itself changed the way we looked at music videos Ask him. Shout out to Nelly for the tip drill video. Hypersexualization is starting to pick up. We are starting to get used to seeing tits and ass being thrown in our face. And we like it. Men like this. This is this is this is stimuli. This is our brains are stimulated. Mid 2000s. We keep on going. We have shows like Queer as Folk, L Word. Highly influential shows. Girlfriends. Very highly influential black show. Things are starting to pick up. Sexuality is no longer on a spectrum. Next sexuality no longer is a, hey, you're either gay or you're straight. It's on a fucking spectrum now. Sexuality is on a spectrum. You can be gay. You can be straight. You can be queer. We're accepting these terms. There is a rise to power, social political power. 
This is what the mid two mid 2010s were about. Social political power movements. At this point in time, every movie you see has a sex scene in it. Every show that you watch now has a sex scene. If they curse, they fuck. Women are dressed a little bit more provocatively. There's more of an emphasis on curves, accepting curves, accepting bodies. So much sex. And what happens is on this spectrum, it fucks up everything for men. They don't know they don't know what's virtue anymore. The only extreme examples of virtue is is seeing a pastor and even that is no longer virtuous anymore because the one big elephant in the room that has created this mess up has been the pornography entity. Now that has fucked up our Madonna whore complex completely because we don't know what's real anymore. We have no idea. We're completely hoodwinked, bamboozled, gone. Along with the rise of media, porn has steadily grown at an advancing pace. So from the days of Ricky Lake and getting VHSs to now DVDs where they're easily more accessible to now to the point where you can light up your smartphone and spend hours of porn watching. And hours. And what are we watching on porn? Regular women that look like the girl up the block. And women that look like porn stars. Oh, and even better, let's not forget, mid-2010s, let's introduce homemade porn. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you can upload your own porn video. This Madonna horror complex doesn't fucking work because everyone is hypersexualized now. And it is very hard to decipher what sexuality for her can be not repressed? What is she willing to give up in order to forego the future of a family? Because you're giving up something. She is giving up a life of where she can attract as many suitors as she wants. She can enjoy endless amount of orgasms and she can. She can have the most bountiful of pleasures. But now you got to uh, hold. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to find a mom. I want to have a family. I want to have a kid. You know, I got to find a mom. I got to, you know, doesn't work like that anymore. Men are having a harder time trying to figure out what is wifey material or what is wife material. Because everywhere that they look, all they see is representations of hypersexuality. And in a world where sexuality is king, the more sexual you are, the more better appealing you are. Madonna Whore Complex fucks everybody up. And this is not an indictment on 
sexuality for fuck's sakes this is the oh that sexy podcast sexy is in the title of the fucking podcast so sexuality has to be in an abundance but there's a time and a place for it and i think when we especially when i feel that women are attracting men is that they're using their superpower of sexuality and sensuality you're using it in a way where it could be for your detriment it's not so much as an asset And what ends up happening is when you start using that sexuality as leaning on the sexuality now, right? So we're getting into a relationship where you're leaning on that sexual side of you to kind of dictate how the relationship is going to go. I can tell where it's going to go. And it's going to go in the fucking trash because now you put yourself in a conundrum. Let's say, for instance, you've been leading with your sexuality throughout the whole relationship. And let's not play dumb and figure out what leading with sexuality means. And that means flirting. Um, and the flirt, the flirting isn't just, oh, I think you're cute. No, I think you're cute. No, I think you're cute. No, it's none of that. It's flirting is, let me see what that dick look like. Flirting is... What are you doing right now? What are you wearing? Take that off. That's flirting. And then the moment where it's required to get physical, there's no physical escalation. Men aren't sitting around thinking, what's going on? Maybe we're playing a game. No, they're wondering, why the fuck isn't she all over me? This is what she wanted, right? And so they make the first move. And then they seem flabbergasted when it's like, no, you know, I called you over for sex. Like, no, it's not even going down like that. What? We've been flirting on the fucking phone this whole. Mm. Oh, I see. And then they walk away. They don't play the game anymore. Or they play the game whenever you're ready to sit there and stop playing the game. Or another example is when you lead in, lead in with sexuality and boom, you guys have sex and it's a hell of a lot faster than you would have expected. And, you know, he doesn't give you the phone calls back anymore. There's no good morning text. Boom. And you feel absolutely fucking used and you sit there and say to yourself, well, you use me for sex. Is that all that you had to offer? Now, the previous example in this example would probably give you, then what the fuck do I do? You use sex as not a lead, but as a base. We're talking because I find you sexy. Let's let's like let's live with that, okay? Even if you're on a th- even if you're a 3. Even if you're a 3. There's something sexy about threes. Sexiness is not so much a universal, oh, that's sexy. Yeah, that, no. 
There's a lot of people that find different things absolutely fucking maddening. So, we're talking because mm, there's something sexually appealing about you. Don't know what it is yet, or I might know what it is, and I don't want to tell you, or I might know what it is, and I'm willing to tell you, and I don't care about the consequences. But there's something sexy about it. Now, you can't lead in with sex. That's where most women mess up. Can't lead in with it. You do not want to lead in with your sexuality. It either scares men off or the men that you get back, that's not the one that you want. Because they're going to wait for that pussy all day long. And they know you're not getting dick the same way that you was before. They just know. More women who lead in with the sexuality, something's up. It's like a guy coming around with a Ferrari and it's like, hey, yo, you, you got like five grand? You want this Ferrari? The fuck is up with the Ferrari? What do you lead in with? Well, we already know that the base is, is there. It's the sexuality. Use that as your base. But why don't we lead in with a little bit more personality? Why don't we get a hobby? Why not education? Please don't lead in with your education. No man has ever said, oh, my God, her fucking biology degree. Oh, my God. Oh, when she said what school she went to. Oh, I knew I got to get her in bed. No guy has ever said that. I promise you. I promise you no guy has ever said that. I promise you no girl has ever said that about another woman. I promise you that. I promise you that. Nobody has ever said that. So let's not lead into that. Let's lead in with personality. Let's lead in with not what you bring to the table. Just bring yourself. And that's that's hard because it it's requiring you to be yourself. If you're corny, guess what? You're a fucking cornball. Lead in with that. There's nothing wrong with being corny. Absolutely nothing. It's beautiful. Be corny. Be quirky. Be weird. Be free. Use sex as a superpower. Don't use, don't just go into the whole, I'm going to be, uh, 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 you're going to see, uh, 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 yeah, no, don't do that, no, 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 we get enough, of, trust me, I could fire up my motherfucking phone right now and beat my meat for six hours, the last thing I need is something sexual, but what I, I can't. What I can't do is I can't fire up my phone and develop a really meaningful conversation with someone that I don't know. And you would think that with all this social media, that would be easy to do. But um, it's so funny. The more friends you add... Um, the more lonelier you may feel.
Well, I think I'm going to end it off here. This is I think I'm going to do a two-part series. Um, <clears throat> I really want to have a lot of dialogue in conversations about this. So I'm going to post this on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Oh That Sexy Podcast. And um, I really want this to be a conversational piece. I'm going to ask a lot of friends. And I don't want I don't want phone calls of people. Hey, I heard your podcast. Uh, what did you mean by? No. <clears throat> post that shit. Uh, let's develop a, a conversation about it. Because I think um, I think this one is probably touching some people, um, figuratively and and literally. I think this one is touching some people. And um, if it does touch you, then reach out and touch somebody else. No, that's not. That's rape. Anyway, um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, as always, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Take it easy. Uno. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast again. I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that little That's where I want Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. You don't want to waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy. And baby, you and I make synergy. And I can see it in your eyes, ooh, shorty, I can see it in your eyes.